Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax enrolled agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren, and I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday morning. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello, and happy Sunday. You know, you're kind of... You're kind of across to my left, not necessarily right on my left, but like across. Mm-hmm. If you go left on far enough, left. you'll get to me. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Anyway, remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering our retirement rescue game plan, which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you're going to get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and you'll get access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. You go to the site, put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Once again, all you have to do to get that game plan is go to warrenwealth.net. All right, so uh, it's uh, Labor Day weekend, and... Uh, this basically marks the, uh, I say the last uh, weekend of summer for, you know, I don't know if it's official, but, you know, everybody kind of gets back into the groove of things. Most kids start to go back to school or if they haven't already, which my kids have already been in school for uh, a couple of weeks, but um, across the country, most kids, uh, a lot of other kids start school uh, mm-hmm. right after Labor Day. People get into those, into those routines uh, and schedules and uh it's a good time of the year, and hopefully, um, if um, you know this climate change and global warming slows down a bit, maybe the weather will participate and start to be nice and cool. Because I love the fall. Fall is the best time of the year. It is. It really well, is. It, it used to be, right? We'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Historically, right. we'll see. But uh, we shall see. But uh, I'm uh, I'm excited about going into the fall. But you know what? I'm more excited about getting started with this show. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 All right. So um, I've been talking to a, um, a lot of, of retirees and, you know, most people say their, their one biggest regret is them not starting earlier if they I, I think this is this this is everyone's uh regret is you know if I just would have known back then what I know now mm-hmm. you know the yep. youth is wasted on the young and you don't really listen when you're young you think you know it all and you know and then here you are and then most of the time I you know I hear the regrets thinking I would have started saving earlier I would have invested earlier I would have put more money away things of that nature and you know it's interesting because you know there are there is a contingent there there, there there's a group out there a small contingent of of folks 
especially the young folks who want to retire early, right? Yes. Your uh, uh, generation, mm-hmm. they're called the FIRE folks, and it mm-hmm. stands for? Financial fi- Independence Retire Early. Yes, Financial Independence Retire Early. And they're wanting to retire at what ages? I mean, I know you've as seen As soon people, as possible. Right. Pretty but much. Some of them have been like 40. 40s. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Still, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I mean, those are good hopes and dreams and aspirations. Because um, back in my day, when we when we talk about early retirement, we're talking about um, in your, you know, 60s, you know, in that early 60s, early 60s yeah. late, maybe late 50s, but generally it's anything before 65 yes. is retiring early. And, you know, retiring early, it, it does sound great, but... You know, there are a lot of things that uh, people need to consider uh, because I know a lot of people want to uh, or some people want to hurry up and and race uh, to retirement for the most part. But you need to pump the brakes a little bit, uh, slow down, because you want to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row first. Um, If you don't, you could get hit with a lot of unexpected things like early withdrawal penalties, um, uh, unexpected taxes. Uh, of course, you may not get as much out of Social Security uh, that you want. Um, and then, of course, uh, when you retire before 65, you are probably not eligible for uh, for Medicare. So there are a lot of things that you have to do, and you got to make sure that you have uh, your ducks uh, in a row, which I basically mean, so speaking of ducks in a row, um, I know we uh, uh, always get caught off in, in, in tangents about sayings like mm. beating a dead horse mm-hmm. and ducks in a row. Is that, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, when you do see you know the mama duck mm-hmm. and her ducks are in a row, does that just mm-hmm. mean organized, yes. uniform, ready to go? Exactly. That's an easy one. Okay. Ducks in a row. Okay. Make sure you have your ducks mm-hmm. in a row. That's yeah. good. I yeah. like that. All right. Uh, I digress. So, um, you know, so, you know, you have to just make sure that uh, you do have all your ducks in a row because all those things can can happen. And uh, especially when it comes to things like early withdrawal penalties, that, that's that, that that's one of the main ones that that can happen. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, are there ways that you can access your money uh, with, without in without being uh, uh, penalized? Um, and the answer is this. The answer is, uh, yes, there are a couple of ways, but I always like to take people uh, back on a quick uh, um, history lesson, not even a history lesson, but I just like to open people's eyes to the fact that your uh, retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, or your, what I call your government-controlled retirement plans, you really only have control over those plans for only a period of about 12 and a half years or so. And so what do I mean by that? Basically, um, you know, I really don't want to get too technical, but I will for just a little bit. So um, I'll give you these examples. So if I want to access my IRA or my 401k before I'm 59 and a half, can I do that? And the answer is yes, of course I can. But number one, I'm going to have to pay taxes, right? that's, That's okay. But because I don't have full control and the government still has control of it, they're going to penalize me because you know what? Based on their rules, I shouldn't be touching it before I'm 59 and a half. And if I want to, I am going to have to pay in a 10% penalty. 
right? So if I want to access it before 59 and a half, I have to pay that 10% penalty. But after 59 and a half, I have, you know, some sort of semblance of, of, of control, right? I'm able to take money out. Now, I still have to pay taxes, but I can take money out and I'm not penalized for anything. So um, I guess I have uh, a control over it uh, somewhat because I won't be uh, reprimanded if I want to pull money out. All right. I mean, that's really only if you think that paying taxes aren't a uh, reprimand. But um, now fast forward to uh, age 72. So I'm 72 years old and say that I've, uh, I have a pension, uh, say that I've done a good job saving and I don't really want to touch my IRA or my company retirement plans, my tax deferred accounts. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave it there. I just want to let it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Now, can I do that? And the answer is, no, you really can't. I mean, you can, but there are some big consequences. And what are those consequences? Well, the government wants you to take that money out at age 72. Now, it used to be age 70 and a half. But now they want you to do it at age 72. Why is that? Because they've given you tax deferral for far too long, as far as they're concerned. They want you to pull that money out. Now, why do they care that you pull that money out? That is because it is a government-controlled retirement plan. What do I mean by that? Well, when you have things in these tax-deferred accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, all of those are government-controlled retirement plans. You have a partner in those. You don't own those 100%. You have a partner. And because they've given you this tax deferral, they want their portion of that money. And so they want you to pull that out so they can start receiving their cut of it. Now, if you listen to the show regularly, which, you know, not very many people do, but you should, <laughs> if you do, wait a minute, then, then you should know that I always say that that IRA account that you get from Fidelity, that uh, that that statement, that 401k statement, that 403b statement that you pull up, whether it's Fidelity, TD, Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, whatever it is, and you look at that balance and whatever that balance is, whether it's $100,000 or uh, $1 million, it's not all yours. You think that, wow, I've accumulated a million bucks. No, you haven't. You have not. Because, just as I said earlier, you have a partner. And that partner is silent. He doesn't really say too much up until you get to a certain age. Actually, uh, you have to get to two ages. Number one, if, you, if you're not age 59 and a half, your silent partner is going to say, don't take that out. I was wanting that to grow a little bit more. And since you didn't let it grow as much as I want to, um, I need my 10% right now. 10% penalty. Oh, by the way, I get my taxes too. And then your partner, by the way, is still right on your back because even after you turn 59 and a half, just like I said, when you pull money out, you still got to pay taxes. Where, 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 where's that going? It's going to that partner and his name is uncle Sam. And then you get 72 and say, you haven't taken anything out and you don't want to take anything out. Uncle Sam wants his money. Your partner wants his money. And he's like, Hey, you know what? You got to take money out. You're like, no, I don't want to take money out. He's like, yes, you better take money out. You're like, no, I don't want to take money out. He's like, okay, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to penalize you. And what is that penalty? It's 50%. Yes, 
For those of you who uh, are just up in the morning getting ready, like to listen to the radio, or you're listening to this on your, on, on, on your uh, iPhone podcast, your, your, your Google phone, whatever it is, uh, yeah, I said 5-0, 5-0, 50%, meaning that if you were supposed to take out $10,000 via a required minimum distribution, and you don't want to take out your $10,000, your silent partner, the IRS, the government, is going to penalize you $5,000, 50%. By the way, plus, you still have to pay the taxes. Yes, the government and your partner is serious about getting their money. That's the way it is. Understand, these are government-controlled retirement plans. You have a partner. And so to answer the question that uh, I get, is there a way that you can uh, retire early and then withdraw some of that money penalty-free if you retire early? And the answer is yes, and I will talk about that in the next segment. All right, coming up next, we're not done with this. We're going to talk about how you can withdraw your money early without penalty if you want to retire early. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Here we go. This is good stuff right here. This is one of those songs that immediately when it starts, you know, you know what it is. This is Queen, by the way. Everybody knows who Queen is. This song came out in 1980. Okay. Number one in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Number seven in the U.K. Really? Yes. And, uh, of course, we're playing this song because today is, uh, would be uh, Freddie Mercury's mm-hmm. birthday, right? That's right. Yep. Um, I don't know how old he would be. I don't know if you do. He was born in 1946, September 5th, 1946. All right. So that would make him a baby boomer. There you go. That's right. Yes, he would. Good baby boomer. Good song. It's good stuff anyway. Um, welcome back to the show. The Marcus Warren Show. Now, I left, uh, last segment, I left everyone uh, chomping at the bit, ready. They were just ready for how they can be alleviated if they retire early. How can they be alleviated from these penalties? Well, let me tell you what. I'm, I'm going to give you the bad news first. The bad news is, of course, uh, I talked about that 50% penalty if you don't take your required minimum distribution that you have to take each year once you turn 72. Um, can't get away from that. Uh, that one is always going to be there. But, however, if you uh, retire early, early, before you're 59 and a half, then there are a couple of ways that you can alleviate yourself from that 10% penalty uh, that early withdrawal 10% penalty uh, that you are assessed if you take your uh, if you take a distribution from your retirement plan before 59 and a half. And so one way that you can um, uh, get that uh, take that withdrawal penalty free is by utilizing what is called the rule of 55. So what is the rule of 55? Basically, it applies to 401ks and 403bs or your company retirement plans for the most part. Um, And it is for an employee who retires, quits, or if you're fired and you're 55 years of age, you can withdraw 
from that 401k or 403b penalty free, you can take your withdrawals. All right. Now, it uh, just like I said, it cannot be an IRA. It has to be a, a 401k or a 403b, um, and it has to be from the employer that you just resigned from or got terminated from, right? Um, meaning that if you have an old 401k from a previous employer, but now you started working for someone else and had a 401k over the course of 10, 15 years, and then you retire or are terminated from that one, you cannot go back and take it from your previous one. It has to be your most recent employer's 401k plan. But you can pull that money out if you're over 55 and you are not assessed with that 10% penalty. However, you do have to pay the tax, just like I always said. Anytime you take money from a tax-deferred account, your partner, Uncle Sam, still wants his cut, all right? Okay, so um, another way that you can be alleviated of that 10% penalty is uh, through a uh, tax uh, code, um, uh, uh, something that's in the tax code that's called 72T, all right, 72T. And so what is that? That basically, and by, and by the way, this uh, um, the 72T applies to IRAs, 401ks, and 403bs, so pretty much uh, any tax-deferred account. And distributions, by the way, they can occur at any age. So if you're one of these fire guys, which means uh, financially, independently, retiring early, something like that, what is it? Financial, financial independence, independence, retire early. You're oh, okay, right. there you go. So if you're one of the fire folks who retires at 45 and you have uh, a substantial amount in your uh, IRA or 401k, you can utilize this tax code, 72T. Um, and so how is that calculated? Basically what they do is say, okay, you can take substantially equal payments for at least five years or until you reach age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. And if you do that, if you follow those rules, then you will not be assessed with that 10% early withdrawal penalty. All right, so that's how you can access uh, access uh, your money penalty-free. Uh, of course, I would always uh, tell you to talk to your um, advisor if you're looking to dip into those funds early. Make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row. There you go. Full circle. Yes. Um, all right, so, okay, so, uh, so what other pieces of advice would, would I give someone who uh, has saved really well and they want to retire early? All right, so... Um, uh, three main things. There's a lot of, th there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts, but I'm going to give you three main things that you have to make sure that you, you address. Number one is having a, an income plan. If you retire early, you know, say 60, right? If you're retiring early at 60, you could potentially be in retirement for 30 plus years. And so one is you have to look at what you've currently saved and then, decide if that it will last you 30 plus years because you got to make sure that you have income. Retirement's all about income, income that's going to last as long as you do. Then of course, income that is going to keep up with, with inflation. So you got to make sure that your money lasts. So you have to have an income plan. Um, next is social security. You got to have a plan for social security. Now, um, if you retire at 60, remember you only, you can take social security as early as 62. 
So there has to be, like I said, that plan for income. And then for Social Security, are you going to take it at 62? Remember, if you take it at 62, you are going to start off with, well, actually not even start off. You are going to get for the rest of your life basically 70 cents on the dollar. So you're only going to get the benefit amount of, of about 70, 70% of what you would get at full retirement age. Now, if you wait until you're 63, it kicks up from there. 64 kicks up. It kicks up from there all the way until it gets to that 100% benefit amount at full retirement age. But if you take it early, you're not going to get the full benefit. So you have to make sure that you're uh, trying to maximize or, or, or understand that Social Security won't pay its full benefit. And then last, we kind of talked about this earlier, is uh, if you're retiring early, say at 60 years old, understand that Medicare does not kick in until 65. And so how are you going to handle, you You handle your spouse, how are you going to handle health care costs, right? Are you fairly healthy? What if something catastrophic happens? What if you're not so healthy? Um, how are you going to pay uh, for, for, for health care? Because those costs can be expensive. Remember, one of the, the things that, that, that I've talked about is one of your biggest expenses in retirement is going to be health care. A couple who has age 65 um, can expect to spend close to $300,000 throughout the course of their retirement just on health care alone. And so if you retire early, that number is even more. So you're going to have to figure out how to um, address your health care if Medicare doesn't kick in until 65. So those are the three main things that you have to think about. All right. And so, um, you know, here at, at Warren Wealth, you know, we're fiduciary advisors. We deal with these things all the time. We have had clients and are our clients who have retired early, but we walk them through our early retirement process to make sure, by the way, that all of their ducks quack, quack, are in a row. Have to do that. All right. You know what? Let's do this. Since we have a, a couple more minutes, let's uh, do an email real quick. Yes, it's email, email time. It's time to check the mail. Hey, listeners, don't forget, if you have a question for Marcus, just visit talktomarcus.com. Click on the Ask Marcus button if you'd like to get your question featured on the show. Tell us your name, tell us your question, and we'll answer it on the air. First question is from Helen. She says, I'm a small business owner who had to close my business during the pandemic. We are now back open, but business has not picked up as much as I'd hoped, and I'm at the point where it's not even worth it to be open at all. I can't continue to sustain this for much longer, so I'm considering closing the business, selling the building, and retiring. I was a few years away from retirement anyway. Is it too soon to consider this? Should I try to stick it out? That's a, a good question, uh, Helen. Uh, small businesses, uh, as we know, are the, the backbone of our country. And unfortunately, uh, you know, this pandemic has had a devastating impact on really a lot of small businesses uh, here in the U.S. And, you know, many people are in your same boat. Um, and there is a big toll that comes with having to shut down and, of course, trying to reopen uh, a business just from the emotional side. Um, you know, small business owners, they spend a lot of time and energy, you know, on their business and being forced to shut down can be, you know, really can be devastating uh, emotionally uh, and financially, you know, as a small business owner, um, you know, I know what, uh, what uh, we go through. Um, but from a financial standpoint, uh, whether you should try to stick it out 
or sell and retire really depends on what your financials look like. Uh, what are your expenses? Uh, what are your sources of income in retirement? Uh, what assets uh, have you saved? Uh, when does Social Security kick in? Um, my advice in these situations is to don't make any rash decisions quite yet. Uh, meet with a fiduciary advisor uh, to come up with a uh, clearly defined plan that maps everything out and can give you uh, uh, the answers uh, that uh, you're looking for, hopefully with, with some clarity and, and confidence. You know, a lot of times small business owners, they, they uh, don't put aside a lot of retirement savings because um, they put money back into their business and they basically say, you know what, my business is my retirement plan. Uh, so depending on your specific situation, if selling your business um, or your building, whatever it is, was your retirement plan, then you need to look at what that sale would look like and how that would translate into income in your retirement. Um, obviously, we can help. All you have to do is go to talktomarcus.com, schedule that call, and we can get you started. You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier before the show. Um as you're driving around, or at least as I'm driving around, I'm seeing a lot of for lease signs for commercial space, a lot of retail spots that are open, even office space that's open. Yep. And it's because businesses have shut down. Uh, offices or companies are not necessarily going back fully into the office or need half the space or whatever the case may be. So, it, it you know, right now might be a tough time to try to even sell a building or or yeah. sell that space because there's a lot of supply out there for commercial space. And I'm not sure what her business was, whether retail or restaurant or office space or whatever it was, but um, there's a lot of supply out there regardless. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. I mean, you know, when you think of especially uh, commercial real estate, um, uh, retail space thing and things that, things of that nature, office mm-hmm. space, um, it's taking a big hit now. Yeah. People don't see it coming back fully. Um, obviously, things are cyclical, so eventually things will come back, but at right. what capacity? Um, and so, yeah, those are a lot of things to consider, especially if she's looking to sell. Helen, you know, just like I said, if you need some assistance, go to talktomarcus.com and we can uh, answer all of your questions that you may have. All right, coming up next, we're going to dive in into ways to boost your retirement income and We'll answer a couple more of your emails. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Okay, this is, here we go. More Freddie Mercury with Queen. (laughs) So this is Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. Uh Most people know this. How long is this song? It sounds like eight minutes, ten minutes long, technically. About oh, five or six minutes. Oh, yeah. that's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well. Thought it was Th- maybe there's an extended version. Yeah, the song came out in uh, 1975. Okay. Um, my son can play this on the piano very well, too, really? by the way. Yes, he's uh, pretty good. Anyway, number nine in the U.S. Okay. Number one in the U.K. Interesting. It's good stuff. I mean, did, did you see this uh, movie, by the way? I was, nope, I have not. Did not, okay. Remy, Remy Malik, is Freddie Mercury? Yeah, yeah, he won the uh, Academy Award. Okay. Um, anyway, um, so welcome back to the show. The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request that retirement rescue 
game plan, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. By the way, that retirement rescue game plan will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threaten your nest eggs, such as market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net and you will receive that physical packet of information. And everyone loves getting a package at their front door. Um, yeah, especially with digital a lot now. Of good you know? things in it. Yes, it is. So I know because of the e-books mm-hmm, yeah. and all Downloadable the other da- reports, reports and, and whatever, all this stuff. Yeah. People like stuff in their hands. Mm-hmm. They like opening that, that box. People yes. like doing that stuff. All right. Anyway, so I said I wanted to uh, actually, you know, transition and talk about ways to boost your retirement income. So let's get into that. All right. So, um, you know, I really don't care uh, how much someone has saved in retirement. Uh, basically running out, running out of money uh, can be a real concern because there's so many things that can affect your retirement income. Uh, there can be a, a market crash like we experienced back in 2008 with the Great Recession uh, death of a spouse, uh, that can create a huge disruption in, in retirement income and, of course, an unexpected health care event. That's why, you know, that's why it's really important to make sure that you have a plan uh, going into retirement. One of the things that um, I talk about in my book, The Retirement Playbook, is the fact that um, retirement planning um, and saving for retirement and making it through retirement is a lot like mountain climbing, where when you first start up, you're in that accumulation phase. And, you know, a lot of people uh, think and they mistakenly think that making it to the top of the mountain, that is the end goal. And um, unfortunately, that, that's not it. And a lot of mountain climbers will tell you, yes, they do want to make it to the top. And there is a sense of accomplishment when you do make it to the top. However, To complete the journey, you have to make it back down, right? Because you make it to the top. Um, Generally, you don't probably have good cell phone service or anything up there, so you can't uh, Snapchat or do a TikTok or Instagram or Facebook anybody. You have to make it down to the bottom so you can let everybody know. And so the ultimate goal is to go all the way up and then make it safely all the way down. And the reason that I uh, compare mountain climbing to uh, retirement planning is the fact that in mountain climbing, 80% of the deaths and accidents occur not on the way up a mountain, but on the way down. And unfortunately, I see that with retirement planning that um, you might make it up to the summit in regards to saving a lot of money for retirement and having that nest egg. And then things tra- transition from uh, you accumulating that money to now you having to use that money. And as you trek down retirement mountain, I see a lot of accidents and uh, deaths occur, at least deaths to your retirement uh, plans and retirement nest eggs, those occur on the way down. And you also want to make sure that you make it down safely into your retirement. And so, um, you know, having that income in retirement is, is very important. And, you know, when we talk about retirement, you know, where does income typically come from? And really it comes from, uh, it used to come from three different uh, sources. And so the first couple of sources are a little bit shaky right now. 
Um, but these are your guaranteed income sources. The first one are pensions, right? Back in the day, used to work for a company your whole life. Uh, was probably how your grandparents uh, um, lived or your great-grandparents worked for the same company their, their, their whole lives. Once they retired, they got a gold watch and a pension, right? But now we know that that doesn't necessarily happen anymore. Most people now work for seven different companies, and most companies don't offer pensions anymore. So uh, that pillar of, of retirement income is basically gone. I know uh, back in the day, uh, more than half of companies, and back in the day, meaning in the in the um, 70s, uh, early 80s, you know, more than half. Actually, it was about uh, 70 or so plus percent of companies offered pensions. Fast forward to today, now it's about 15 percent of companies offer pensions. So that pillar is shaky. The second pillar of of income and retirement is Social Security, uh, which is guaranteed income. And uh, we all know that back when Social Security was uh, implemented back in 1935. Um, it, uh, made a lot of sense now, um, with the way how, with the way that, uh, uh, healthcare has, has evolved. People are living a lot longer. Um, and those funds, uh, for, uh, social security are now on shaky ground. Now people call it not social security, but they call it social insecurity these days. So, um, but that's still there, um, in its current form. And we'll talk, um, we all know that Social Security uh, is 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 there, and that's a guaranteed income stream. And then, lastly, um, you have your nest egg or your personal savings, your investments, and or your company retirement plans. And that is supposed to generally fill that gap. And what do I mean by that gap? You have your guaranteed income streams, right? Pensions and or social security. Then you have your retirement expenses, your retirement lifestyle. And generally there's a gap um, in between that. If not, fantastic. But most of the time for most people, based on the lifestyle they want to have in retirement, there's a gap and they go by go about filling that gap through uh, their personal savings, uh, nesting, and, and what they've accumulated. And so um, those are the three uh, retirement income sources. And unfortunately, when in regards to personal savings, 401ks, retirement plans, investments, most people haven't saved a lot. That's why a lot of times you hear about these um, uh, this retirement crisis that you hear that uh, people have. People don't have enough saved for retirement, right? And so what can you do to boost income in retirement if you're in retirement or a few years away from retirement? And there are generally uh, four uh, different ways. Uh, the first is, you know, trying to get you a side gig, a side hustle, right? A part-time job. Maybe you don't fully retire. Maybe you retire and still work uh, a few hours a week uh, to bridge, you know, that that retirement savings gap. Um, you know, we're, we're into uh, September, about to be in the holiday season. Seasonal jobs are, are, are will be available here pretty soon. That's a, a great time to look for opportunities to earn extra income and uh, use it uh, for retirement. Um, so that's one way uh, you can always uh, utilize um, uh, some forms of annuities, right? Not variable annuities. We, we know uh, how I feel about variable annuities. I think that they are trash, um, but uh, immediate annuities, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities are all good uh, savings vehicles uh, that can uh, guarantee uh, income. Uh, you can create basically personal pensions with uh, a lot of annuities. One, one thing that all annuities do is they provide income 
um, or they can provide income for life or for a period certain. So um, you can utilize that to boost income in retirement, right? Um, uh, another, another way is you can try to maximize Social Security, right? And that can happen by sitting down with a good fiduciary advisor who can make sure that you have uh, that you're making the right filing decision. A lot of people think that it's all about uh, claiming uh, Social Security at 62 uh, for retirement age or 70. And uh, there's uh, some, uh, it's a, it can be, a, it can get a little more complicated than that, especially when we talk about spousal benefits and uh, depending on the age of each spouse, uh, things of that nature. Uh, there are ways to maximize it uh, to uh, help boost that retirement income. And then the last way that you can boost income in retirement is by saving money, saving money in taxes. I talk about this all the time. If you listen to the show, if you've ever been to my workshops, you know that uh, uh, taxes is always the underlying theme of uh, what I talk about, right? You have to have a tax strategy uh, in retirement, uh, because most people have most of their money saved in those tax deferred accounts. And when they pull that money out, they're taxed at whatever tax rates are at that particular time. And unfortunately, we know that tax rates are going to go up here um, at, le- at least by the end of, of 2025, and you have to prepare. And so if you can come up with ways to save money in taxes, that in essence is going to boost your retirement income. It'll be more money in your pocket and less in Uncle Sam's. I say that all the time. All right. So you can boost your retirement income that way. So, you know, those are the four things that um, you can do to make sure that your retirement, uh, you you make it down that retirement mountain safe, safely. And really any small things that you can do, uh, whether it's um, maximizing Social Security, Uh, saving money in taxes, anything that you can do to ensure that your retirement dollars last throughout the course of your retirement, uh, your retirement plan is something that you might want to look into. All right. All right. That's all I got coming up next. We're going to get into some news you can use and we'll even get into some news you can't use. You're listening to the Marcus Warren show. Oh, okay. This is a. We're still on the um, Queen Freddie Mercury because today would be his birthday. And my theme song. Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, this is your if theme you song? Don't know what this is. You <laughs> should know what it is. So you might not because it's. You know, it's only very few of us fall into this category, if you know what I mean. So. By the way, this song uh, came out in 1977. Okay. Number four. Oh, yeah. In the U.S., number two in the U.K. All right. And it's played after most sports teams win it is. <laughs> a championship <laughs> sometime, somewhere. They sing this song. It's so geez. Anyway, here we are. Good buildup. Yes, it know? is. Yeah. I have no time for losers. That's right. We are the champion. Mm-hmm. By the way. Of the world. Oh, okay. okay. Well, welcome back to, by the way, speaking of the champions, the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region. 
That's us, the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. You do that, you put your information in, and you will receive a champion's packet game plan, which will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threaten it. In that game plan, you will get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and you'll get access to my webinar entitled No Time for Losers because you are a champion in retirement. No, it's not called that. It's called taxes in retirement. But once again, all you have to do to get that retirement rescue game plan is go to warrenwealth.net. That's what I'm talking about. We are the champions. Speaking of champions, let's get into this uh, championship programming and get into some news you can use. Well, the IRS, in addition to collecting uh, our tax money, uh, is also uh, taking down criminals. So they posed, (laughs) an IRS agent posed as a Bitcoin trader to expose an alleged dark web drug dealer, uh, tricking him into sending over $180,000 in cash to an account in the name of Mr. Coins on a peer-to-peer exchange. Mr. Coins with a Z? This one's with an S. S, So he sent $180,000 in cash in exchange for Bitcoin. I guess he's trying to clean that money. Um, The anonymous nature of the crypto industry has become increasingly attractive to money launderers and some dark web drug dealers, according to... Uh, the IRS, um, who are going after them. Uh, crypto forensics company uh, Chainalysis, they're estimating that there's $5 billion in funds were sent and received by illicit entities in yep. 2020 alone. I, I think this. I think that, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of the big, you know, blemishes right now for, you know, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is uh, the fact that, you know, there hasn't been any of this widespread like regulation. Right. When it first came out or, you know, people started first hearing about it, at least it started hitting the mainstream. You know, most of the time it were it was on the dark web. It was a way that people could launder money and, mm-hmm. and you know, pay for illegal things and they mm-hmm. would use uh, crypto. And obviously it's still happening. But, you know, when we talk about crypto being this, um, you know, this primary type of, of currency, you know, I think that it's gonna it's gonna be a while until you know, they work out all these you know all these issues, all these uh, these dark web things, and when once stuff is starts to get regulated, we'll see what the price does. Because right now, you know, we know the price is all over the place, and it's gonna continue to be all over the place until they get a, a foothold on how this crypto, whether it's Bitcoin, uh, Ether, Dogecoin, uh, whatever it may be, until they get all that together. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a wild ride for investors, and a wild ride for government sting operations with Mister Coins. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. All right. What we'll else? Move on. Okay. The Social Security Trust Fund is oh. now expected to run out of money in twelve years, which is one year sooner than previously reported. This is according to a new, uh, the annual government uh, well, report that's published. Pump the brakes. This. Run out of money? Not mm-hmm. run out. That's what it or says. Or run just they are, short, like yes. 70 cents. Because I've always said, and actually, I was a year. It's weird because I, I had heard this before. Because mm-hmm. in my workshops, on probably on this show, I talk about how There's, it was only going to be able to pay 70 cents well, on the dollar here mm-hmm. in the next 
12 to 15 years anyway. Now it's official. It's always been official. It's just one year sooner than was previously reported. Okay. So it's, it's the time frame is dwindling, continuing Uh-oh. to dwindle down. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't um, the financial outlook for Social Security and Medicare has deteriorated over the past year as, of course, COVID hastened some retirements, forced retirements, and caused a contraction in the size of the labor force, meaning less money was being put into the fund because less people are working. I kind of like that, though. You know, the fact that uh, whether it's true or not, Everybody blames everything on COVID. That's <laughs> like, you can, I mean, that you got a whole year of being like, hey, why, hey, uh, Johnson, why didn't you get that report into my desk? Uh, COVID. And, you know, hey, why didn't you uh, turn in your homework, Mason? COVID. I mean, you got all these excuses. Yeah. Hey, you were supposed to have this turned in by this date mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be doing this. And the, COVID. Oh, and everybody's COVID. like, well, I, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, because you can't <laughs> dispute it. So the government's even using that now, too. Hey, you know, Social Security, it's uh, it's going broke. Hey, we know it's been going broke, but, what, but now we got a better excuse. What's that excuse? Uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah, there you go. COVID. Yes, and actually within the past two years, the program had started to draw down its assets in order to pay retirees. In other words, the cost of the monthly benefits paid to retirees has been exceeding how much is coming in in the form of payroll taxes from workers so we're in the negative as far as that goes of course social security has long uh known that it faces that simple math problem like you talk about thousands of baby boomers retiring each day there's an insufficient number of younger people entering the workforce to offset the cost life expectancy increasing birth rates declining all of this adds up to some Negative outlook. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, I mean, we've we've been talking about it. Um, heck, earlier I was talking about the three pillars of retirement income. Pensions have gone away. I talked about social insecurity, mm-hmm. and this pretty much uh, uh, highlights that. Um, yeah, that's why you hear about this retirement crisis. And and there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's do another. Here you'll like this one. A restaurant chain called Sweet Green. They predominantly sell salads. Uh, they're in the news this week because they're going out of business. Because no one wants to eat salad all the time. You know what's not going under? Popeyes. Popeyes chicken. chicken five guys. McDonald's been around forever. No, mm-hmm. go ahead. Are they going out of business? Please tell me. They're they not. Are. But they're in the news this week after their co-founder and CEO, named Jonathan Newman, he wrote a LinkedIn post connecting obesity to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, coincided with the company uh, deciding to go public uh, as well. So right. basically in his post, he wrote 78% of hospital- hospitalizations due to COVID are obese and overweight people. Okay. Is there an underlying program? problem that perhaps we have not given enough attention to. Now, this garnered some negative responses from people on social media. Of course, Why? it did because everybody on social media is a hater. People were he saying... He didn't say anything that's not true. ...that he's being fat phobic. Oh, jeez. Um, and he... <laughs> he received he received a lot of negative a lot of negative press or at least negative comments from social media users. He called uh, mask and vaccine mandates government overreach, and but instead proposed implementing some health mandates. What? He said, "What if the food? Uh, what if we made the food that is making us sick illegal? What if we tax processed food and refined sugar to pay for the impact of the pandemic?" Right. You know, I I really don't have. Uh, I, I applaud that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I you know. You know, at least the underlying thing about just being more, you know, more healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I did make the joke about no one wants to eat the salad, but it's true because that's Nobody the nature of, the of, of America. We know we have an obesity problem, mm-hmm. and we know that if we are preemptive, 
and have preventative care. We talk, you know, it's not health care. It, it's sick care. It, it's not, the, you know, if it were health care, we would be taking these measures and trying to eat healthier and, and things of that nature. Now, you know, I'm a guy who bounces back and forth. You know, I mean, I'll try to eat healthy sometimes. I work out all the time, but, you know, I do like my five guys. I do like my Popeye's chicken sandwiches. I like all that stuff. But I think, Overall, yeah, he's he hadn't he so far he hadn't said anything that I'm like yeah no but there you are yeah. I mean you know minus some of the stupid vaccine stuff he he's probably I don't know what he said about that or would you say I don't know what well, you said, he said. He something said about said government overreach to oh, implement yeah, vaccine mandates and oh, mass well that's mandates, yeah I, you know, I don't know about all that you know I don't want to get political but mm-hmm. I just know that hey it ain't, what can it hoit if you eat better what can it hoit that's right anyway okay. thank you D for that uh, news. You can use, and if we left you with that, we all know that that would be enough. But we don't leave you with that because if we did, you'd be upset, right? So we have to give you what you've been yearning for, and that is the news you can't use. There it is. All right, I'm sure you saw this in the news over the weekend. An Ohio high school football team lied about the number of top-tier college recruits on its roster, whether the players were even high school age, and whether the school was even a real (laughs) grown whether the school was even a real school in order to get on ESPN on Sunday. So it was it was a high school game. It was a uh, competition between IMG Academy from Florida. That's a legit. Because mm-hmm. IMG is a uh, like an agency, isn't it? It's IMG. No, it's a sports academy. It's like a uh, it's performance a center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. And <laughs> then, of course, we've got uh, Bishop Sycamore High School from Columbus, Ohio. The game was billed as a matchup between two premium prep schools featuring plenty of young players that will soon play at major college programs. Unfortunately, that was only true for IMG Academy. Wow. Bishop, Sy- uh, Bishop Sycamore, they failed to score a single point. They lost, in fact, 58-0. And then in a statement relieved by Ohio's governor's office, uh, Governor DeWine said the State Department of Education is going to investigate. I heard that guy's in trouble. Recent allegations. The coach. Like the coaches uh, from, the team? from the team who acted like he had high, he had uh, college recruits and he had mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, you know band, people from the band. I mean, you know, for anybody who was in the band, not saying that you're not athletic, but typically speaking, if you're in the band or you know in the chess club. And I don't mean, I mean the marching band, not like a band like uh, uh, Nirvana or right. something like that I'm talking Haven't about. Haven't you whatever. seen High School Musical? You could be uh, athletic yes. and I've seen a, a fantasy. Um, I mean, I was a musical and a, a top-tier athlete in my day. See, there you go. <laughs> you know, but uh, I'm talking about not, you know, exceptions or outliers uh, such as myself. Uh, talking about, you know, I mean... You know, and I know he's in trouble. I'm anyway, in trouble. so yeah. the Ohio High School <laughs> Athletic Association, they don't recognize the school. Uh, the Athletic uh, also reports that um, the address listed with their with, for the school Doesn't with exist. the Ohio Department of Education is an indoor athletic complex. And the address listed on the school's Max Preps page, it's the library for Franklin University. The school's oh, this is total fraud. website also conveniently currently is undergoing site maintenance. So... There of course we go. it is. There a you go. A lot of unknowns about the school that yeah, might people, or might not exist. That's funny. People do anything these days to get on TV. And I would say he was trying to help his kids, but you say some of them weren't even probably. They weren't even high school age. High they school looked like are older. They looked older. Or like they yeah. were in college mm-hmm. or wanted to be in college. Anyway, thank you, Dee, for that news you can't use. And as you all know, that music means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening. Have a great week. 
and take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.